Yes, moms, it is shocking to say this, but feminism, which was supposed to help and champion women, has in fact done the complete opposite. Today, Carrie Gruss, author of The End of Women, will explain how the goals of feminism have destroyed women. She'll offer a path forward for those who want to reclaim the uniqueness that defines us as women. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Krulaitis, and thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome, welcome, moms. We love you. We're so glad that you're here every week. Right here at the top of the show, I do want to invite you to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Yes, super important. Also, when you're there, if you would give us a review, maybe five stars would be wonderful. We would so appreciate that. That, that also helps us. Um, moms, uh, if you're listening and you have not joined the movement here at Moms for America, I want to personally invite you. We are moms uniting all across the country, fighting for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. How do you find out about us? You go to momsforamerica.us. Check us out there. We have incredible resources, incredible programs, podcasts, blogs, articles, everything for you. Everything is a mom issue and we are here to support you. So moms, go ahead. Check us out at momsforamerica.us. When you're there, you can go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Please go ahead and do that. Uh, we communicate with you every week on uh, topics that affect you as a mom and in your home. Also, if you have a idea or a topic for the podcast, would you email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net? I would personally love to hear from you and get your uh, input, insight, and any suggestions you may have. Great. Well, all right. On to today's program. Carrie Gruss is an author of 10 books. She's a fellow and a scholar. She is the founder and co-editor of the online women's magazine, Theology of Home. Today, she joins us to discuss her latest book. This is going to be a great topic for us. The End of a Woman, How Smashing the Patriarchy Has Destroyed Us. Welcome, Carrie, to the Moms for America podcast. This is going to be an interesting discussion. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Alrighty, can you tell us a little bit about your family? Just introduce us a little bit. Um, we'd like to know about the mamas and uh, and their tribe over there. Yeah, uh, I'm a mom of five. I got married late, actually, and didn't think my husband and I would actually be able to have children. And um, oh. had my last at 46. So anyway, oh. yeah, I homeschooled two of them. Currently, I've homeschooled for about nine years. Two are in school, and then I have a three-year-old. So uh, we're pretty busy. We have a lot of of moving parts, and um, you know, I have an amazing husband. I, I don't think I can do hardly any of this without his support and and help. Um, and yeah, yeah, I have a, a doctorate in philosophy, and I've written ten books, and uh, just really concerned about the direction our country's gone in, and think that uh, writing this book will hopefully help right the ship a little bit. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a discussion that needs to be happen happening in coffee shops all, all around between women, because yeah. it is, this is a female issue. Um, yeah. As you just mentioned, mom of five. So you're very engaged in the culture as a mom. And then you also have a very deep resume. Very, very impressive. We talked about it in the open. Um, from your perspective, why was this such an important um, discussion to talk about? Not everybody's talking about feminism and its history yeah. and the yeah. destruction of it. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, I think partially because the fact that we're not talking about it. It feels like feminism has really won. It's really taken over. And it's very infrequently that you actually meet women who are questioning it in any way. And I, you know, I see this in our schools. We see this in, in pop culture all around us. You know, the Barbie movie is a perfect example of just how deeply right. it's been absorbed where, you know, that whole movie centers around this idea of, of men are unnecessary and women, if they rule the world, well, you know, there will be peace. Um, and I just think these are, these things are not true. And, um, the real message of what makes women happy is actually not getting out there. And that's the the problem is that women aren't happier. We're not seeing, you know, marriages flourish, women flourish. We're seeing, you know, increased numbers of divorce, suicide, depression, mm -hmm. um, you know, all of those things that, right. that are indicators that women are not, not happy. So that's really, um, I, I think why we need to start stepping it up and talking about it more because most women just think that, that feminism has been this really benevolent sort of grandmother that's been watching out for us. And, um, really, I think it could be articulated better as like the frenemy, you know, it's really been awful for women, but we have this impression that it's, it's not, that it's been good for us. We've spoken to a lot of, I'll call them former feminists, liberal mm -hmm. progressive women that mm -hmm. were kind of, you know, a, um, you know, into the lie that, oh, kids are going to hold you down. Men are going to make you weak, you know, freeze your eggs, wait yeah. until later. And it's really has been very revolutionary for them because they always felt like this was something was missing. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a cultural thing that's happening right now. But here's one main question I want to start with. Mm -hmm. If someone says, you know, I'm a feminist kind of, or mm -hmm. feminism has been good in some ways, right? Because it's championed some equality and this and that. Where mm -hmm. do we land on that? Are, yeah. are yeah. we feminists to some level? Do we just right. avoid that term? Where, yeah. where do we go with this? Yeah, no, I think that's a fantastic question because most people hear the word feminism and think that it's very, it just means to be pro-woman. That's kind of the blanket definition that we have. And, you know, feminism has always been motivated by trying to actually help women. The problem is, is that the way in which it's trying to help women is actually by making women more like men. Um, from the very beginning of, of the movement, that was really the goal. They saw that men had the easier life and that women's fertility was really a problem uh, that needed to be circumvented or gotten rid of entirely. And so that's, I think, um, been part of the problem. The other part of the problem is, is that few people know that most of feminism, especially the feminism that we see in the popular culture, um, has been threaded for about 2000, sorry, 200 years with um, the ideas of, of the occult, of free love, um, you know, this end of monogamy and of marriage. Uh, as well as this idea of smashing the patriarchy, which of course, you know, Barbie's still talking about over and over again. Um, but that idea of smashing the patriarchy was something that, uh, you know, started a long time ago. And it's really this desire to restructure society and get rid of the gifts and the contributions that men bring to the culture. And um, so when we're talking about feminism and, you know, you, you have to ask which, which of those three things that do you really want to keep 
engaging in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's ways to obviously define feminism and, and without them, but people have to be very, very specific about exactly what they mean when they say, you know, I'm a feminist and this is what I I believe in because the rest of it is, has been so incredibly toxic. And of course, that's not even getting into the connections with communism and, and the new left and all the different ways in which it's really trying to manipulate us. Um, yeah. it, feminism has been sort of a gateway drug, if you will, to the rest of the woke culture. If we didn't have feminism, we would never have gotten to this point in the culture that we're seeing now with all of the DEI requirements and um, just all of the gender confusion. So I think we have to be incredibly careful about using it as a term on a regular basis and calling ourselves feminists. I I think that's what most people say. Well, I'm a feminist to a degree. You know, it's like, it's this weird, yeah, this weird way of handling, like, you know, we want equal rights, you know, women, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course we fought for a lot of these opportunities and it's, you know, now they're trying to take them away, which is the craziest thing of all. But I do want to get into some of the things you just mentioned. Um, The patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Um, I mean, smashing (laughs) it, getting rid of it. I mean- Yeah. So it started, that idea started actually right after the, or during the French revolution with Mary Wollstonecraft. She had this idea along with everybody else who was promoting the French revolution. Just, we need to sort of cut, clear cut everything in the culture and just really start over and then try and create people equitably, you know, almost in the exact same manner. And that, the problem with that is that, you know, it really gets rid of the, the gifts that men have and men have used to create healthy civilizations. It gets rid of any kind of hierarchy in the church. It gets rid of the military mm-hmm. and also gets rid of, you know, the authority that a husband has and, and his capacities and the gifts he brings to, to the family. And it actually, you know, curiously, all of this changed with um, with Marxism. It was actually Engels, who was a, a writer along with Marx, um, that used the patriarchy in a negative way. It hadn't really been used in, in a negative light until he's writing about this. And then it it, it just kind of kept morphing into something more and more negative that people just thought, thought it was awful because they were trying to basically erase masculinity. And we right. see you know, with the toxic masculinity, right. all of this, um, you know, they wanted to get rid of gender altogether. And so the best way to do that is really to to do what Kate Millett, who was a radical feminist in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and, and on, um, she saw the best way to, to destroy the, the authority a father has is to destroy the family. And you do that by undermining the culture's moral values. So um, she was a big, huge, you know, huge promoter of the, the sexual revolution and, um, This is the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So moving to the 60s and 70s, this is where it really like started taking hold um, was just getting rid of, um, you know, promoting promiscuity, prostitution, homosexuality. All of these things were very much part of her agenda. And a lot of it was laid out by leftist professors, uh, you know, in the 1930s. So this wasn't actually these weren't new ideas and they weren't just like coming from women. These were actually radical left communist ideas that were being imposed upon the culture. And that's really where all the damage has come from. You know, I mean, I think things like allowing women to vote and, um, you know, work outside home and degrees, some of those things were already happening, but these things didn't happen because of feminism per se. Feminism, you know, they could have happened without feminism. Feminism is really what has come along and sort of turned the culture on its head. When we go back even further historically, with feminism. I'd love to just get the the baseline that you feel like is where the conversation first started. The early feminists from the 1700s, right? They were called 
broken women and lost girls. And I, yeah. I've heard about this and I can't wait to really kind of get into your book myself, mm -hmm. but I would like to know about this because some mm -hmm. things are very important at the beginning of it. Yeah. And this is where the struggle, this is where the, the fight began, right? This is the hill that they started to die on. Yeah. Well, ironically, the, the best first articulation of what feminism became was actually created by a man. Um, Mary Wollstonecraft. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Wollstonecraft had um, been involved in doing a lot of work on women, and she passed away giving birth to her daughter, Mary Godwin Shelley, who would eventually, she wrote Frankenstein. So people know her th that way, okay. Mary Shelley. Um, Mary Shelley married uh, Percy Bysshe Shelley, who was a poet. And he, he was just, he was one of these romantics. He was this horrible, horrible man. He was this, you know, prolific poet, but he was so awful. He was, he couldn't really live in England because his reputation was so bad. He was just a nightmare. I mean, there was this trail of dead children and women who've committed suicide because of all of his awful behavior. So he's writing this poetry again with this, this, uh, that model I talked about before. He's, he's very involved in the occult. He's hugely involved in the free love movement, um, clearly because of just all the wreckage he left. Mm. And um, he wants to see that this, this idea of this restructuring of society, he actually, I mean, this is in the 1810s he's writing and he's already seeing, we need to get rid of this idea of, of the distinctions between sex. We need to get rid of those entirely. I mean, this is a long time ago he saw all of this yeah. and is articulating this is the model for what he called the, the women's revolution. So all of these pieces start cycling through. I mean, he creates this woman who's the first independent woman. She doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have children. She has a relationship with Satan, but she's she's becomes this model for the 1800s women of, you know, what women ought to be like. And that um, and all of these sort of spiritual, you know, occultic, esoteric elements sort of are rolling through the 1800s and finally get to Elizabeth Cady Stanton, um, who's also hugely involved in, um, you know, she was the first one to push for suffrage in the United States, but she was hugely involved in the occult, um, had seances, was in, involved with another woman who actually was named Mrs. Satan by the press because she was very much involved in the occult and in free love movement. So all of these things that we think back to the 1800s is very pristine and tidy and, you know, clean. Um, it, there's really just this awful baggage. And that's really what has has come down to us and really been, you know, through the movement, cycled through the movement over the decades. Right. And it's just progressed to un unreal yeah. ideals now. I mean, um, so there's this battle with um, good and evil and Christianity mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. occult and, you know, family and, and worshiping Christ and Jesus versus abandoning. I mean, this has been, I guess, right. Forever. Yeah, but, right. but now in this culture, we just really are shocked to see how far this has gone because, mm -hmm. um, woman, you know, we can't even describe what a woman is now, right. We can't even, um, we got chest feeders and I mean, what is, it is yeah. so crazy, but yeah. yet this is what our girls are being brought up in. And I know you've got five children. I have a, a daughter and you know, yeah. this is what we're competing against some world that's unreal and fake and yeah. it being very manipulative. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's been going on for a long time. I mean, even just thinking about when you were growing up and when I was growing up, just that yeah 
whole carrot of, you know, you can be as good as the boys and, you know, all of that. Like there's, there's been this real idealization of the masculine instead of saying there's actually something good about being women and about being mothers and, you know, about the word motherhood specifically, I think people are actually afraid to to use it uh, because they almost use it in a pejorative sense. So I think that's the, the one of the hardest pieces is really just to start seeing all the different ways in which it has infiltrated our lives very quietly and that we were unaware of. And so and I think that's one of the things this book does is just to help start pointing out like right here, this is where we're manipulated and here and here and here mm-hmm. um, to start just unpacking it and trying to restore what has been stripped away from us. Right. The feminists have done a very good job at um, taking moms out of the home and making men feel inferior. And um, are you shocked to where it is and where do you think it's going to go? Can we, can we Um, stop this? You know, I'm not shocked. I, I, what I was more shocked by was what I found in the, in the first wave feminism. I I was expecting it to be a lot tidier and not Um, Betty Friedan shocked me at her communist connections and really like what you just said, that idea of getting women out of the home. Uh, that was really her goal. She thought we were slaves in what she called the comfortable concentration camp of our homes. And, you know, she's really bought in, she really bought into the socialist idea that being outside the home, you know, we needed to become perfect workers. We needed to become perfect Marxists. And that's what's happened to the culture is we've been taught to think like Marxists and put work at you know, prioritize that over everything. Um, but I think that what's fascinating to me is we've gotten to the point where this is really the culmination with the, the trans movement, the culmination right. in what it is that they've been pushing for of, of getting rid of gender, erasing it entirely, you know, this is all this fluidity of back and forth. That that was the goal. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're seeing some infighting among feminists and, and those who are for trans is in a certain respect, it's not surprising because ideologies always eat themselves, um, you know, once they get to a certain point. Um, but I think it's also hopeful because they've so overstepped reality that people are beginning to wake up and say, like, this is crazy. Like, this has gone so far. Yeah. We've got to start doing something. And, um, you know, I think the Bud Light situation probably would not. I, I don't think people would have reacted so much five years ago, certainly before COVID. I think that has what people have woken up a lot. I think target, um, you know, their numbers are down. Uh, people are just really f- trying to find ways to fight it and do it, you know, even though it hurts some of us to not go to target. Um, so yeah, I think it's that there can, there is a lot of hope. And, um, and I think groups like yours are, are doing yeah. amazing work. Um, that's the, the exciting thing is, um, you know, just thinking about who's been successful against the feminists and, you know, Phyllis Schlafly was amazing with, right forum what she did and she came out of nowhere and you know she was just a mom she wasn't this she was an attorney but she wasn't some huge political celebrity she was very much a um you know grassroots kind of woman and she did amazing things and i think that offers such hope for us and you know you know you're over the mark when the government and the governor of california and all all kinds of people are after you so um that's should be i think really encouraging to us is just what moms have the capacity to do because we are so invested in, in our children and their future. Yeah, absolutely. And really what, it's such a joy to be a woman. I mean, to have all of these beautiful opportunities to bear life and to raise kids and, you know, right. God's given us a, a beautiful set of, of gifts. And so ha- as well as men and, you know, why would anybody want to be the same or redefine themselves? Because that's an inner situation. That's an inner problem. And, 
you know, I just feel bad, so bad for the, for this yeah. movement where they're coming after our kids and trying to redefine them at the most, um, yes. you know, when they're so susceptible, they're so yeah. impressionable. So yeah. we've really got to get this back. We've got to get the messaging back. We've got to talk about this in our home. You also say that modern fe feminism rejects monogamy. Mm -hmm. um, and this is another big issue, right? That if we don't have a monogamous marriage, mm -hmm. will we have a healthy civilization? And this is another thing we need to talk about. Get married, have kids, build your home. Uh Sometimes right. it doesn't work for someone. And I get that because not everybody's the same. Even right. Paul in the Bible, right? He didn't marry. But for mm -hmm. most of society, this is the place where we plant and we grow and we change and we mold our children and change yeah. the world. Yeah. No, and that, that's really how cultures flourish is, is through that. There's actually a part of my book, the second to last chapter really goes into what happens to cultures when they abandon monogamy. And there's this amazing book from the 1930s written by a sociologist named J.D. Unwin. And uh, Unwin really was, he was kind of an agnostic. He didn't really have any thoughts on what he would find in his research, but he dug into almost, I think, 80 cultures and saw that these cultures had all died out. And he, he looked at this pattern to see like what was causing all of them to die out. There was one point at which he knew, I mean, it, it, it was so, he said in his writings, it was so common that he wasn't sure if he should laugh or cry when he saw this stage in the civilization, um, because he knew it would fail at that point. And the one piece was actually the prohibition against premarital sex. Um, when a mm. culture gets rid of that, it has about a hundred years to actually maintain itself before it will, it will die out. And, you know, what the three things that came of that were actually the loss of monogamy within the, the marriages, um, the loss of faith, uh, which shouldn't surprise us if we see what's happening with faith. But the other thing that I was thought was super interesting was that also the loss of reason. And, you know, I've said this so many times, we're, we're kind of at the stage where we don't really have the capacity to reason anymore. I mean, this is why the trans movement can do what it does because we, we're not being reasonable about what the biology is really no telling common us. sense. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, we see these markers in our own culture. I mean, we're going the exact same direction that, uh, you know, these other civilizations have, have gone. And, uh, you know, I think that there is hope and just letting people know how this is happening and what we can do. And I think healthy marriages is just absolutely the key that nuclear family and that cell of civilization. And that's why they've been, you know, trying to de devalue it and break it up for so long because they know the power that the, the nuclear family has to, to yeah. build up and boost a civilization. It is, it is the foundation. And this is where everything begins and ends is in our home. Absolutely. And um, boy, you know, we've been given this beautiful opportunity to raise the next generation, raise humanity. And if they can come in and destroy that and the government raises humanity or, yeah. you know, yeah. messages everything and, you know, just basically just takes over. It's, it really is uh, tyrannical. Um, what about talking to the moms about restoring motherhood and talking to their children and their young women and their boys? Yeah. I'd like yeah. to have you, you know, just talk to them about this because um, are we talking about masculinity enough and femininity enough mm -hmm. and becoming a mom and a dad, you mm -hmm. know, and those beautiful opportunities and not listening to the secular world about complications. Well, yeah. we figure it out. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, I think this is huge because one of the things that's been sort of stripped from our minds is really what it means to actually be a woman. Um, I've co-authored a series of books called Theology of Home, and one of them is called The Spiritual Art of Homemaking. And in it, my co-author and I, Noelle Maring, we both are, are talking about really this idea of how do we 
to have this new grammar for speaking about womanhood because we don't know how to talk about it in a healthy, ordered way anymore. We just know empowerment and girl power and girl boss and, you know, that kind of language. But um, we don't really understand the, the, the beauty of it and all of the, the pieces that are involved in it. And so um, I think that that's a vital thing. I think also... Um, you know, this is incumbent upon moms and dads in terms of teaching us and modeling for our kids what it means to be good parents. Um, you know, the motivation for writing Theology of Home, some of it was because we thought all the all the skills of homemaking are back, you know, gardening and knitting mm -hmm. and all of that. But and Pinterest the, is full of this. Yes, really? You right, see women, right. they still kind of, uh, they gravitate towards this, yeah. right? We do want yeah, great recipes. We do want to garden. We take one, take all of that. But we don't want to call ourselves a homemaker. That's still oh, the And I love that don't term homemaker. Yeah, I have no, I never liked housewife. Forget that. My mom always <laughs> used that, right? That was never a good one. I never thought housewife, but I love homemaker because I yeah. do love making right. my home. Yeah, no. And I think that, that those are really vital things. Um, I think we also need to get back into pop culture in terms of telling stories. I mean, I think a lot of people have been motivated to go see Barbie because they just want to see a fun carefree kind of film and not realizing of course that it's just laden with propaganda um but we have that we have a better message actually than the left does it's more beautiful it's more compelling it's more satisfying it's it's deep in the hearts of of women and we need to sort of tap into that and start reminding women like these are actually good and beautiful things and you know visually we can do it very very well so i think getting you know magazines or which we don't have really any of um movies you know hgtv shows anything like this that we can we can start promoting and and helping with i think goes a long way our our own series theology of home has i, I had a, another publisher someone else who didn't publish the book for me say how did you guys sell so many copies of this book because it's like a coffee table book but um it's got rich ideas and beautiful images we call them the forbidden images because it's you know dads that look competent and moms who are healthy and children who look like they're happy and um you know all of that but um and it's because i think women are just so thirsty we're so tired of flipping through magazine where we're like i can't you know, you're ripping pages out, you're skipping through them, hoping your 10 year old doesn't look over your shoulder and see the images and all of that kind of thing. Um, that I, it just feels like there's a barrage of things that we don't value in the culture. And it's, it's time to start restoring those elements back to the culture. And, and again, repopulating in our imaginations, what it means to, to be a, a healthy ordered woman. Mm -hmm. We are to be the light and we have a lot of, uh, a lot of things to shine about in our culture. So mom's, Let's shine uh, brightly uh, in our home and just really to the world because motherhood is 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 being destroyed and the feminists have taken over and redefined us. And, um, you know, we always say this at Moms America, we're flipping the script, you know, yeah. we're we're going to carry the messaging. And that's why we love to have uh, guests on like yourself, Carrie. Would you tell us about the name of the book uh, and again, your website and the information that they can get there? Um, so the book is called The End of Woman, How Smashing the Patriarchy Has Destroyed Us. Uh, it's at, um, you can get it at Amazon or anywhere, but if people want a signed copy, they can get it from my website, theologyofhome.com. Um, there's a lot of resources there. We actually publish a blog every day with almost like magazine-like articles that we source from all over the web, you know, the internet, but just making sure that it's not offensive material. Uh, like you said, recipes, gardening tips and whatnot. Um, or they can, you can find information about me at carriegress.com as well. Carrie, thank you for this discussion. Again, moms, go ahead, get Carrie's book, visit her website, 
this is what it's all about. Our homes, <laughs> our children, and this is how we really do save our country one home at a time. So thank you so much, Carrie. We appreciate all the uh, work that you're doing and give those kids a hug over there. You're busy. I will. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Wow. Carrie did such a great job on uh, discussing the feminist movement. Go ahead, get her book. Um, this is something we as women need to be educated about and fully understand that movement, which is trying to redefine us, but we're not going to let it happen. We're fighting back for the restoration of our homes and our families and actually as us as women. What Carrie Gress talked about today, right, in the end of woman is exactly what Momster America has been championing since the beginning. We believe that everything, motherhood is precious and everything begins and ends in the home. We are restoring our home and we are restoring motherhood. That's why we are here. So when you go to our website, one of the programs I want to make sure that you know about is our cottage meetings. This is 12 lessons on restoring liberty in your home and uh, teaching your children about America's heritage and the beauty of being a mom and the beauty of marriage and home. So please go ahead and check out our cottage meetings. You will absolutely love it. It is a great resource. Again, there are many, many resources on our website. So please go there, check it all out. It's all for you. It's all for you being a mom, being a woman and being a homemaker checking out mamas. We say this every week that liberty begins at home. Yes, our home, um, our sanctuary, as Carrie said, this is our space. This is where we thrive with our children. You are the heartbeat of America, moms. And um, you're so powerful and you're so important. So thank you again for doing what you do every day and raising the next generation. All right, I'm gonna be back next week with another inspiring and interesting discussion for moms just like you. We'll see you back here next week. And remember, we are helping to change our world one home at a time. God bless you moms. <laughs>